This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on October the 7th, 2021, and our most read article is coming out of Toronto, which is the upscale grocerant McEwen is going to be closing its downtown Toronto Young and Blur Street location. So, Craig, I love that location when I come to visit. So, what's going on with McEwen and how in trouble are they? Yes, well, McEwen isn't just in trouble, um, unfortunately, the store in uh, downtown Toronto being at the corner of Young and Bloor, because there's a small one as well, it will be closing. So uh, mm. um, we, and actually I took you there for the first time. The yes. store was quite new because Lee, you were visiting Vancouver. Uh, 2019. Um, yeah. For a conference, right? And that was in the, I don't want to say the spring of 2019 because yeah. it was very cold out. So <laughs> Absolutely. It was like minus 30 degrees and you know, the Vancouverite over here being me as it like does, I don't have clothes for that. Yeah. So, you know, I had to go pick up some stuff. So, but no, and it was near, McEwen was near where I was staying and I would go there for food and lunches and stuff like that. The different stations was amazing. So like, I'm very sad, but are, are they going into bankruptcy altogether or is it bankruptcy protection? You know, Bankruptcy protection. Okay. Now, now is it that store specifically, the owners for that store or is it the bigger conglomerate that goes behind it that's in trouble overall. So, yeah, this is um, the McEwen Group, which uh, has several restaurants as well as uh, three grocery store concepts as well. And I, I feel so sad for Mark McEwen because I was always a fan of his ever, seen, ever since seeing him on Top Chef Canada where he was a head judge. But uh, for for me, for like it's a grab and go kind of situation. Or you can sit down and it has like a lot of niche things like, you know, pizza or you know, different kinds of food and stuff. So for me, I enjoyed going there because of I was like, oh, it's a part of the McEwen group situation as well as it was convenient because it's literally at that prolific location of Blur and Young, which is very busy. And it's like literally funnels all the TCC traffic from the the line that goes and brings everybody into Union Station downtown in the morning and everybody out. So it just seemed like the golden location for a grab-and-go grocery kind of concept. So any thought as to why the McCune group wasn't able to make a go of it at that location? Yeah, yeah. And I would say for the most part, it would be. The location, it's in a neighborhood that actually is quite high income. Um, but I, I think there were a few challenges. Uh, you know, the store is primarily in the basement. The store is a little bit dark inside uh, type of thing, right. you know, in terms of the interior. The prices were quite high. Um, I, I know that some of my neighbors here uh, in Yorkville were comparing prices when, when McEwen opened and found that items that were identical in other stores uh, were substantially more expensive. Mm. No matter how wealthy a neighborhood is, or at least in my experience, uh, those with money do sometimes still also like to get a bargain. And uh, yeah. I, I think that that you know, is another factor which, uh, which led to a lack of success for the store. Uh, I think there's a few other things as well. Um, you know, the store is a little bit confusing when you went in. You had to pay in different areas for different things. They had a, a pizza fabrica uh, vendor station, which was interesting. They had uh, another, you know, coffee station. They had special meats, whatnot. Uh, well, and when I take a look around in the neighborhood there, it didn't necessarily um, have the market cornered in the grocery department or even convenient grab-and-go kind of food as well. 
you think that played a factor since there was more options that were readily available, even if um, McEwen was super convenient on the like TCC line? And, and perhaps the location, you know, in the, in the Yorkville neighborhood, we've got Whole Foods, a uh, big store, 50,000 mm-hmm. square feet at the old Hazleton Lanes, which is now called Yorkville Village. Uh, we've got a small Pusateri store on Bay Street. We've got Italy at the Manulife Center. In the basement of Manulife Center, we've got a Loblaw City Market. Uh, Longo's has a store at the corner of Bloor and Park Road. Uh, and then there's three Rabba stores in the neighborhood. And then Shoppers Drug Mart even has some groceries. So it's like it's like a food paradise. They call something paradise. a food desert when you don't have many uh, uh, grocery stores. And, uh, you know, the Bloor Yorkville area is exactly the opposite. And uh, But, you know, losing uh, the McEwen store, unfortunately. Well, and do you think one of those options or even another grocerant chain that's not in that neighborhood would have done better than the McEwen that is currently there and probably won't be there for long? Probably one that would be more mainstream. So I would say probably the Loblaw City Market. And mm-hmm. maybe the Longos, one of those two, because they're not nearly as expensive and uh, yeah. would be more of a destination draw. Not that McEwen wasn't, but uh, I, I think, again... I'm just thinking of some of the stuff. I I was a customer of McEwen's. I, I didn't shun that store. Uh, I would buy, but it was expensive. It, well, it still is. It's still open. Um, you know, I, I I bought something. I can't remember. What, I think it was a Nokia or something. Um, popped in with Norm and his girlfriend, and uh, I think it was like eighteen or nineteen dollars. And I thought wow. it's kind of expensive. Like it's almost more than you pay in a restaurant. And I'm a single guy buying something, thinking you know, if you're buying it in a grocery store, you think you're paying less than probably at a restaurant for the most part. That's at least the psychology that I've been brought yeah. up with. <laughs> but with. <laughs> at McEwen, it was pretty expensive. So, uh, But I did like the food and whatnot until I kind of went on this diet and changed how I ate. And I, I stopped shopping there because I was eating mostly, you know, spinach smoothies. But but when I was actually eating real food, McEwen's was certainly part of my, uh, my, my shopping trip here and there. I was going weekly in some cases. Now, do you think something like a farm boy would be good to go into that location instead of something more like the McEwen concept? Yeah, I think so. I think farm boy is a destination. You know, it's got reasonable prices and it's it's got a point of view. Uh, I, I yeah. think that that would be quite successful there. Uh, and who knows, actually, at 17,000 square feet, farm boy is probably <laughs> in the running to replace uh, McEwen's if landlord first capital uh REIT, I guess we call it now, uh, wants to have a grocery store in there. I don't know. They may look at some other concept. Maybe Nordstrom Rack is upstairs, maybe 17,000 square feet. They're like, hey, Saxoff Fifth, you want to come in here as well? I, I actually doubt it. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, they, they, may, they may want a fashion retailer or, or something else. Who knows? Now, the McEwen Group has, I think, six restaurants and three gourmet groceries locations. Do you think the Blur and... A young location for the gourmet grocery was at a different price point than the Don Mills and the TD Center location? I think so. Um, and that's a good question because I actually haven't been to the McEwen at shops at Don Mills since Nick Iozo gave me a tour of the store. And I think that was around 2017 or something. So when he was actually yeah. doing leasing at that shopping center. So uh, I do remember it was quite expensive. He was showing me some olive oils that were in the hundreds of dollars. Uh, and Ow. balsamic vinegar. There, were, there was some pretty cool. pricey stuff in there. Um, lovely store. Uh, and uh, the one down in the financial district, uh, I'm assuming is expensive. I actually don't know. I've walked by it. I've never gone in. because I've never had a reason yeah. to buy 
groceries yeah. in the financial district. <laughs> well, just how bad was the McEwen Group in debt because of this Young and Blur location? Because again, it just seemed like it was working. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say specifically just yeah, because right. of Blur and Young, but uh, McEwen was over $10 million in debt. Uh, I think we've got about ten point two five million, still less than uh, well, than Buka, uh, the restaurant group. But that doesn't seem like a lot. Well, pardon me. Well, like ten million is like the price of a downtown Vancouver yeah, condo. Yeah, 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 or at least a down payment. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Now, what did that ten million consist of, though? Consisted of uh, a loan to Fairfax. Now, Fairfax fifty five percent Fairfax Financial Holdings. I'm sorry, I looked that up. Owns fifty five percent of McEwen. Um, Mark McEwen himself, celebrity chef, if people know who he is, uh, has a holding company called McEwen Holding, um, Hold Co. Inc. Uh, owns 45%. So the debts owed, uh, I'm just keeping it general, but for $2.3 million to Fairfax, the company that's 55% ownership, $2.3 million to suppliers, that would be supplying to restaurants and the grocery stores. The and we're talking all the whole thing, not just that one grocery store that we're talking about uh, um, at the corner of Young and Bloor, but you know, being retail, that's going to be my our focus in this conversation here. Um, two point two million owed to the Royal Bank of Canada. That would just be loans for whatever you know to do business uh, for five hundred forty thousand uh, to landlords. So you know, rents weren't the ultimate thing that collapsed the business, but you know, still fairly substantial. And then some customer gift cards, about half a million dollars as well. And just to confirm, again, it's not that one location at Young Blur that caused $10 million worth of debt and, and is triggering this to go into a, you know, debt protection. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, it's the entire Mark McEwen yeah. group, which includes, I believe, six uh, restaurants. Well, it will be five. because They're going to close one of them, Fabric one. Up, up at the yeah. uh, CF shops at Don Mills, uh, as well as the three grocery stores. Um, so we're talking, you know, much bigger than that one grocery store didn't you know, tank this company to a debt of $10 million. That would be, uh, that'd be terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. But from your spot, like why do you think the McEwen group found themselves to be $10 million in the hole? Cause that's a lot of money and it could be worse, but like a lot of people have a tendency to be blaming COVID on this and I'm sure it didn't help the situation, but I'm sure there's a lot of complexity there that I was wondering if you could distill down why McEwen found themselves in the situation right now. Well, the company, I think, was struggling beforehand. Um, I looked at some of the court documents and, you know, the company had been expanding for a period of time. Uh, mm. Not so much even in the restaurants, but I do think that Young and Bloor grocery store was, uh, you know, the last, I think, big venture that, that Mark McEwen had. And it's never made money. 10 million sounds like a lot of money, but, uh, you know, Toronto Life just did a story on a restaurant group called Buka, which uh, was about, I think, 35 and looking with additional debts, $43 million in debt. So 10 million doesn't seem that bad considering it's a restaurant group with a grocery store. Fair enough. And so what do you think is the next step for the McEwen group? Is it to do a different venture? Is it to pack it in and shutter the the whole group at as a whole, or do you think it's going to be something else at the end of the day? Uh, well, what we know so far is uh, yeah. Fairfax and Mark McEwen are um, buying the company back out of the bankruptcy protection. That's the plan. Um, they would keep all of the restaurants and grocery stores except for two businesses, which would include the Fabrica restaurant at the CF shops at Don Mills, which apparently wasn't doing that well, unfortunately. And as we're just talking about for this podcast, the grocery store, the McEwen grocery store at the corner of Young and Bloor, uh, will also be a casualty uh, of this. But uh, the other businesses will uh, be a going concern from what we're seeing. Uh, they will continue to operate, uh, which are primarily well, a group of restaurants and two uh, grocery retailers. 
Um, so it's it's a move towards profitability. I think uh, it's story that I think we tell quite a bit. It's it's a move to profitability. I think is where things are going to go. And then who knows? They might you know McEwen might do other stuff or not or another TV show or um, meal kits. I mean, there's so many different things that grocers can do. But I'm 100 speculating at this point. I got no clue what's going to be next for the company other than you know keeping some of the operations going uh, post bankruptcy protection. Yep. And I think that's pretty much wraps up the the article there. So thanks again for going through the popular article for the week. And uh, I'll let you get on. Happy Thanksgiving and uh, chat with you next week, Craig. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now. 